Welcome to Bridges for Mission. Nuanga nkapa ngala minima. Bienvenue au pont pour la mission. 欢迎聆听宣教桥梁。Mission are so glad you found us. I am Minister Nicole Cox, Associate to Short-Term Mission. I am Reverend Sandra Dorsonville. Director of Short-Term Mission at International Ministries. We are the creative minds behind this podcast. We will attempt to bring answers to questions you, our listeners, may have about being God's ambassadors on the mission field. Do you often wonder what it must be like to serve overseas or how to even get started? Enjoy the diverse voices you will hear through Bridges for Mission podcasts, bring answers, to your questions. You'll soon discover how God equips all of us for the task we are called to. Recognize that we don't do this discernment process alone. We are encouraged when interruptions and plans become God moments to create beautiful bridges for ministry. We live in hope and love, which neither can be silenced nor ignored. Welcome to Bridges for Mission. We are glad you found us. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Bridges for Mission. I am Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, and today you will be blessed with the guests that we have with us. Pastor Adrian Reeves is on the pastoral leadership staff at Christ Kingdom Church in Maryland, and he is also the director of the NAMAC, um, which also stands for the National African American Missions Council. Uh, what a delight to have you, Pastor Reeves. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about our conversation today. Great. And I know that Minister Nicole, are you here with us too? I am. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wonderful. So listeners, sit tight. Whatever you're doing, pause, because we are about to enter a beautiful uh, conversation with Pastor Reeves. So, Pastor Reeves, right from the bat, let me ask you and please share with your listen, with our listeners. Tell us about the National African American Missions Council, which I know was formerly known as the National African American Missions Conference. Um, yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that and the, you know, the name change, the vision? It's all yours. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, we just recently made the change uh, after nine years of having the National African American Missions Conference. Uh, through much prayer and discussion, we decided that there was more work needed to be done in the African American community and the Black church as a whole in the area of missions. And so we have recently transitioned this year to be a year-round organizational resource uh, for African Americans and multi-ethnic churches uh, to resource, network, equip, and mobilize African Americans for the Great Commission our vision is to see the Black church return to its historical heritage. Uh, as you know, African Americans have a rich heritage in missions through the persons of George Lyle, Betsy Stockton, William Henry Shepard. So much contributions have been made in this area. And unfortunately, the Black church has become disconnected from that heritage. So the conference helps to educate 
uh, the Black church and African-Americans in terms of their heritage there, and to see them active in cross-cultural missions. And so we do that through the avenues of equipping them through workshops, uh, resourcing them through mission awards, mobilizing them with agencies like your own, and then networking them, bringing them into community uh, with organizations that can actually help get their missions ministries off the ground. So we're extremely excited about this new venture in our chapter. We're extremely excited about all the capabilities that we're going to have going forward. Um, and our vision is still the same, and that's to see African-Americans active in global missions. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a delight to have uh, international ministries support your ventures of um, NAMAC and being exhibitors now, I think we're in our fifth year of collaboration and, yeah. and we keep raising the bar ourselves too and uh, encouraging others to come along and support um, this great venture. And really you're doing awesome work. Um, so thank you. Thank you thank for you. all that you do. Um, and, and I feel also with the scholarships that you are giving at the end of um, each conference, lifting up the names of the elders, lifting up the names of those first um, missionaries that who are often forgotten or maybe not even known in the missional world. Um, Absolutely. You know, we try to use uh, the services, uh, the uh, plenary sessions at the conference as a way to uh, continue legacy. So we call it kind of a legacy ceremony where we uh, award a current active missionary going to the field or a new missionary going to the field and the award that they are receiving is actually named in honor of a African-American missionary from the past. Uh, and sometimes the work that they're doing is similar and sometimes it's not. It's just a way of letting people know that uh, what was started before is continuing now and to educate the public uh, mm -hmm. on these hidden he heroes that we don't hear a lot about. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'll turn it to Minister Cox. Thank you. Our next question. <laughs> yeah, this is some incredible work um, that you and this organization is doing. So what brought you to NAMAC? How did you get connected with them um, in the beginning? Awesome question. Actually, through our founder, who happens to be my pastor, uh, Bishop David mm -hmm. Perrin. And so many years ago, on his very first missions trip to Guyana, South America, uh, he went reluctantly on a missions trip, uh, kind of <laughs> went against his will and got there. And the Lord just really tugged at his heart. And he said, Lord, I will give you my life for the people of Guyana. And the Lord said, um, that's actually not what I want you to do. I want you to go home and I want you to mobilize your brothers and sisters um, to go on, on global missions. And he began to put together missions conferences. He got together with other African-Americans of like minds, uh, Philip Nelson, Ron and, um, Ron and Star Nelson. And so one of the things that he began to put together was a conference. And then that conference uh, evolved into what is now NAMAC. And I would come along some years later and become the executive pastor there at Christ Kingdom Church. And my first NAMAC conference, I was just blown away uh, at the compassion, the love, the community that was there. And I met a missionary who, uh, whose name I won't give out uh, because they serve in a high-risk area, but it was a young, young African-American brother who was uh, doing, doing work amongst Muslims and his passion for it. And I remember him saying to me, uh, it's not always easy. Sometimes, you know, they, they attack me, they pull my beard. And I said, wow, well, how long are you going to do this? And he goes, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I remember at the time saying, my biggest complaint is I'm trying to fix the roof of my church. And I just remember saying, wow, maybe our American complaints are not real complaints at all. There are people in the world who don't know the gospel, who are living in uh, impoverished conditions. 
And there are people who are making that decision that they're gonna give their lives to this cause. And so there was just a pull there, the spirit of the conference, um, eyes being opened that there were actual people groups who did not have scripture in their language. It's a whole nother world out there that through our American lens, we just don't see. And NAMAC opened my eyes to that. And I decided that I wanted to dedicate a lot of my time to doing the things that matter and that are eternal. And NAMAC allows me to do that work. And I think you'll find those type of people when you come to the conference. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so al along that train of thought, what do you see as some of the um, motivators to engage um, more black Christians on the mission field? I think the motivators um, are number one, our history. You know, you hear us talk about it a lot, but just knowing that a lot of times when you go in certain parts of the world, a black missionary is not known. And they think that maybe uh, African-Americans don't participate in, in missions, and that's not true. Um, they're just not connected with the history that's there. That's there. I think also our story as African-Americans. We have a unique story that connects with so many people across the world in terms of oppression, uh, in terms of pain and suffering. And a lot of uh, people look at our story as being that of Joseph. You know, we were sold by our brothers, uh, came to a foreign land, and the Lord has blessed us. And in the midst of tragedy, We've experienced triumph. We've been elevated. We have uh, abundance. We have increase. We have so many opportunities now that we can share. The advantage of our skin color is that we don't come with the baggage that sometimes our white brothers and sisters will experience uh, given historical uh, incidents. And so we're not seen as the oppressors or the people who are taking over the land, but people who have shared and ex who, have sh who can share and experience suffering, uh, but can rise above it. And so our story is extremely powerful. It's extremely empowering. Uh, it's relatable to so many of the people groups who are experiencing um, similar conditions. And then we are highly creative people. Uh, we come in all different shapes and sizes, and there are lot, there's a lot that we can offer. And if we just realize the advantage that we as African Americans in the Black church have, uh, and we can take that to the field, there'll be such a, um, there'll be such a communal um, increase in some of the communities uh, to see that while if it happened, if it happened for the, if God did it for their people, he can do it for our people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there, there's, I, I love that because I, I wish more people had that mindset that, you know, we're all unique, but we're all needed um, yeah. in the kingdom. And so that, that it's a beautiful, that's a very beautiful way of saying that. Um, so, so how do you see short term mission um, opportunities playing a critical role within that? Ultimately, it's the exposure that short-term missions uh, uh, begins to offer. Again, how did NAMAC get started? Because Bishop David Perrin went on a short-term missions trip, and then he starts this movement of African-Americans being mobilized. And so one of the things that I think uh, short-term missions does, I think the primary thing is it offers that exposure. And there are a couple of different things in that uh, that come out of that. Number one, you can offer discovery trips for first-time missionaries, which is something NAMAC is looking to, to offer more of. You can offer vision trips for African-American pastors. So they get a real vision as to what type of impact their church could have across the world um, and get a vision for missions and what cross-cultural missions means and the conditions that, that come along with it. Uh, and it exposes the congregation, you know, maybe people who are um, already in a career and maybe can't, can't live or uh, on a, a, on a long-term mission, but they can go on a short-term missions trip. And it's a great opportunity for families to take your kids and say, you know, we spent all this money on vacation, going to Disney World or <laughs> going to the mountains. Uh, let's take that same money and put it towards 
Um, put it towards helping somebody and advancing God's kingdom. And even if we can't go for a whole year, we can take three or four uh, weeks or we can take two weeks and really make an impact for, for God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love what you, uh, how we can engage our families because we're quick to go on vacation, quick yes. to go on uh, cruises and all that. And then when we mention, you know, to some of our brothers and sisters, how about serving uh, and being God's ambassadors for that same amount of money that we would spend? Uh, there is a, a little bit of that reticence uh, happening. Have you encountered that as well? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of uh, myths and excuses that we use uh, in church. Uh, sometimes we, we focus on the lo- local at the expense of the global, and God doesn't tell us to do that. He tells us to go to all the world. And mm-hmm. so getting people to understand that there's a relationship between the local and the global, mm-hmm. I think sometimes just not being connected, not making missions the priority, and just mm-hmm. making it kind of like this small little group of people who do that thing over there in the church, but not to realize that we are all on mission for God, and mm-hmm. that God cares about the world, and we need to care about the world. I think also mm-hmm. the beauty of short term is that you can go anywhere, right? So sometimes the African-Americans we're seen as just going to Africa, but we have missionaries that are serving in France, serving in Japan, serving in South America. It's a way to help your children be, uh, be able to embrace culture and compassion and see uh, the eyes of humanity through all different lenses. And that's gonna help them as they grow and develop, right? Not to just see the world one way. Uh, so that exposure is gonna help mature them as adults and see the suffer- suffering in the story of others, but also the values and the lifestyle of others and so I think it's a great education experience, and it's going to do well with making them well-rounded adults who have the heart of God. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, with International Ministries in my specific department, short-term mission, we so fundamentally believe, too, in equipping of yes. uh, our volunteers and our um, servants. And, and as you know, I don't know if, but I know the listeners might not be aware of that, that we just recently published a new leader's guide that is entitled short-term mission team essentials together mm-hmm. on the journey. And that leader's guide is available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble and um, book baby, but it, it is, it has such a amount of um, resources available to, to leaders to use and prepare their teams before they go. Um, it's one thing to feel the, um, the desire and then yeah. it's another to be well-equipped. Um, because we can make really big mistakes and, and setbacks with our partners or with our missionaries who are on the field. Um, so, um, so thank you for sharing, you know. But let's, let's go a little deeper, if you don't mind. How would we mobilize? How can, so in international ministries and a name act, for example, or in international ministries and uh, Christ Kingdom Church, um, help to mobilize more of our black congregations. As you know, we are part of the American Baptist Churches USA. Mm-hmm. So we are the international arm of, of um, this denomination. Um, yeah. But welcome all. I mean, as far as short-term mission is concerned, whether you are, wherever people are at on that faith journey, they don't need to be uh, ABC and connected with ABC, but have the, the heart to serve. But how mm-hmm. can we better mobilize our black congregations? I think we have to understand that the solution isn't one thing, it's a multiple things working together. And so um, this question is a, a rich one. Number one, we have to debunk myths about missions. I think there are a lot of myths out there 
And in terms of you're going to be eating grasshoppers and you might get kidnapped and, um, you know, they, we have a lot of myths there. So one of the things we do at NAMAC, we actually have a workshop called Key 21st Century Trends and Missions. And there's all different ways to do missions. You know, you can work with OM and go on a ship, uh, you know, and so you yeah. go to different ports and pass out gospel literature. Uh, you have open air campaigners and they use the arts to reach out to people. And so the arts are extremely expressive um, in learning ways to share the gospel with people who are oral learners. So yeah. I think we have to debunk the myths and allow people to understand they are very innovative ways to get the gospel of Jesus Christ um, out. We have to also address our leaders. Our leaders, in my opinion, need to repent for not making missions uh, the priority. You know, Jesus came to seek and save that those who are lost. And we need to make sure that all the money that we're paying our musicians and we're putting into youth camps and we're putting into special events, that we are making sure that we're taking time and money and investing it into, um, investing it into missional efforts. We also need great education. You just mentioned, you know, being properly trained. There is a difference, and we teach this at NAMAC, there is a difference between missions evangelism and outreach and and churches need to be active in all three but realize they are distinctively different you know evangelism deals strictly with the message so a lot of times we're doing great outreach and we're doing great humanitarian efforts but the gospel is not shared yeah. right but we also know that faith without works is dead so you need the message that's actually mixed with service uh for human needs but then missions is, is distinctly different and that you're crossing another culture. You're willing to get out of your comfort zone and go and reach somebody else who doesn't look like you, eat like you, dress like you. Uh, mm -hmm. The kingdom of God may spread. So we need an, an accurate, um, adequate education on the difference between missions, evangelism, and outreach. And those need to be active in every church. Uh, we need to help. Again, I, I keep reiterating this, uh, the Black church with its heritage and make, you know, Betsy Stockton and, and, and William Henry Shepard and George Lyle make those names as familiar as Frederick Douglass and Harriet yes. Tubman. And so actually researching the work of African-American missionaries, there's lots of uh, resources out there. We have a library resource on our own website where we're helping to educate people in that. I think also partnership and networking, and that's what NAMAC and I and, and IM is doing right now, is we're partnering, we're coming together. The local church cannot do missions on its own. It needs agency partners, it needs organizations, it needs to connect with other churches um, mm -hmm. and realize that finance does not have to be a, uh, a the big barrier that we've made it. Uh, an old friend used to tell me, many uh, hands make work light. And Maybe. so if we come together and network and partner, that would be something that's, um, that would be beneficial. So I think those things of leadership, debunking myths, coming up with uh, creating 21st century mission trends or learning what they are, connecting the local with the global. Some churches stop at the local, uh, mm -hmm. but the Lord doesn't tell us to choose. He commands us to do both. Um, and then making sure we have adequate education and activation of missions, evangelism, outreach in our ministry. And sometimes churches do they do one really well at the expense of the other two, and missions is usually the one that they, they do poorest. And so uh, all those things working together will create movement within your ministry, movement within your region, and movement with the kingdom of God going to places that it's not. I think pastors have to get a vision that there's a unique people group, a unique place that God wants your church to be engaged in, and the Holy Spirit will tell you that, it will reveal that to you, and then you'll be able to be an adequate support. Yeah, wonderful, beautiful. So clearly, you know, listening to the Holy Spirit and being prayerful um, yeah. about it. Absolutely. Thank you for yes. that. Um, I know the listeners, I know you are 
feeling very enriched by this conversation and it's almost um, coming to a close. But before we do, I want to give an opportunity to Pastor Reeves to tell us about what might be coming up that is being sponsored by NAMAC in 2021. Um, what, what would you like the listeners to, to know more? Um, where can they find NAMAC? Um, is it out there in the West? Is it in a different country? Um, <laughs> this, is your, this is your opportunity, Pastor Adrian, to, to put in the plug for NAMAC. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, you can check us out at thenamac.org. We have missionaries that serve all over the world. So although we're headquartered here in Prince George's County, Maryland, uh, our, our churches, our missionaries, our leaders, our staff, we're kind of all over. We're connected that way. And thank God for this digital age that allows us to do so much uh, with Zoom and, and technology. I think we deeply care about the racial climate that's going on in our country. And so one of the things that NAMAC did this year after the death of George Floyd was start something called the Table of Brotherhood. And so we sponsor it once a quarter. We have one coming up on December 10th, our winter session. And so we deal with things like, you know, racial issues and how they're stopping the Great Commission. Our next one is dealing with the racial divide in the church. And so we uh, still look at Sunday morning as being one of the most um, segregated hours in this country, and we need to talk about that and how do we come together in a way uh, that's not pushing race and culture, but celebrating the differences that God has made us and creating a safe space where we as brothers and sisters can ask questions and talk about those things and gain a better understanding. And so out of the table of brotherhood comes uh, NAMAC's going to be offering culture and diversity and inclusion training to churches and, and, and nonprofits so they can come to us and get formally trained in those areas and we'll help them begin to set up initiatives even in their own organizations. Uh, we started the Black Missionary Cafe, which is a safe environment for African-American missionaries. You know, right now we're still under 1% of missionaries on the field, but there are sometimes unique challenges uh, that accompany our missionaries, but there are also resources available to them. So we encourage them to be a part of the uh, the Black Missionary Cafe. I'm sorry, that's December 10th. The Table of Brotherhood is actually December 15th. So okay. I want to get my date straight there. We're going to be able, now that we're um, an organizational resource, be able to offer more, uh, expand our missions awards program. So where we were giving away mission awards to, um, to missionaries. And we don't just give them to African-American missionaries, though we specialize in that. Uh, but we have given it to, to uh, brothers and sisters of, uh, of different races before. But we're going to be able to give those several times throughout the year. And we're looking to also beef up our efforts with discovery trips and vision trips. So first time missionaries and pastors who are looking to, to go on missions with veteran pastors and get a, um, a vision for how this could look. And we're also going to be offering monthly webinars. Uh, for training to equip churches to participate in. And as you know, NAMAC is very passionate about the fact that we are three divisions in one. We have a children's component and a youth component. So when you come to the conference, uh, it really is a conference for the whole family. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're not babysitting your kids. They're learning about cross-cultural missions. They're learning about the 1040 window. And so we want to expand that now that we're a year-round organizational resource. And we're going to have several events throughout the year for children and for teens so that they, uh, so that we can raise up the next generation of missionaries, and they're not behind the curve on why this is such an important work. So, lots of stuff on the table, lots of ways to partner with us. Uh, you can reach out to us if you want to partner with us. Uh, if you want to contribute, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, just come to our website, and we'll be happy to talk with you. Wonderful, thank you. So, listeners, you have, um, I know you have been richly um, just blessed, um, NAMAC. Pastor Adrian Reeves, um, 
Bishop Perrin, all in international ministries with our new guide, with, our, with this podcast. Um, and we thank you. We thank you for the subscriptions. We thank you for being part of this. We thank you, Pastor Reeves, for uh, carving some time um, for us and being, um, being with us and sharing of your passion and your desire to really engage and make it possible for our brothers and sisters who are um, members of Black congregations to know and to feel that they're needed on the mission field. Um, so again, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. Uh, Nicole, it was great to meet you. And uh, my friend Sandra, great to sit down with you. This has been a great, uh, great way to start the day. Very nice to meet you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. And bye-bye, listeners. Till next time.